Hello, Vitamizers, and welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. As always, I'm Allison here in Austin, Texas, with the Slenderella How Do You Health podcast. This podcast is now owned by Slenderella, and we do still record at MSW Lounge in Austin, Texas, but this is officially the Liver Detox Slenderella podcast now, so you might notice a little difference in our uh, logo and things like that, but same same people, same good, good conversations with those we really like in and around town and from around the world who are doing awesome things to you know, make health better for themselves and for others. But first, the How Do You Health podcast is brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is recorded in MSW Lounge. MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to for you to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. This podcast is sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. Okay, our guest today is... Lauren Brown. Lauren Brown is actually the massage therapist at MSW Lounge part-time. She also uh, works out of Athletic Outcomes, one of our other sponsors, but she is great. She's so much fun to talk to, and this was kind of a goofy episode, but it was it was so fun, and I think you guys are going to really like it. We did talk about how she used to hate yoga and how that kind of changed and what even got her interested in healing her mental health and her physical health and things like that. So I think you guys are really going to like this. Lauren is one of the best yoga instructors in town too. So without more blabbing from me, here is episode 62 of the How Do You Health podcast with Lauren Brown. Uh, hi, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. We're already having a great time. We're laughing already because it's going to be a fun episode. Uh, we have Lauren Brown here. She is, I mean, one of my yoga mentors, one of my probably like my one of my first five friends in Austin um, I remember taking your class and, and saying you have a great smile you just have good energy right because it was like you go to yoga classes all the time and people either are good teachers or bad teachers or like somewhat teachers but then there's also like their energy and you always have good energy so um, since then we've been great friends and she now does um, massage therapy as well at MSW Lounge we have uh, Nurse Doza as well too. We're gonna talk some vitamins. We're gonna talk sleep, <laughs> butts, and dating. So all things let's health. get this all things health. party started. We've got Tex Mex Yogi here. Let's do this. So what comes first? And how do we put all this? This is not together? a chicken or the egg scenario. Yeah, I don't understand. What well, I think the dating comes first, and then the and then the sleep. butts come out. Oh. And then they sleep all the time. Babies do. <laughs> babies do? Oh, we're talking about babies now? <laughs> I'm talking about babies. 
Okay. <laughs> so on that note, uh, Lauren, so why, why, why have you become a jack of all trades? You're a yoga teacher. You're a, a massage therapist. You're getting trained in Graston, mm-hmm. right? Next week. Next week. And uh, you're like a world traveler. Um, what else? What else do you do? Appreciate mm-hmm. life. Appreciate sleep a lot. You sleep a lot. Professional, <laughs> amateur. Well, you know, that's funny, though, because there was a time where you didn't sleep a lot. So tell us about the newfound sleeping theories that you have. Um, Well, I've never had a problem going to sleep, and I love sleep. Um, I just would never feel rested, and I was surviving off coffee for years. uh, Coffee and probably pure adrenaline, I think. Um, Pure determination. Yeah. Right? There's this attitude, especially in Austin and in the fitness community and the health community, um, however you want to define that, that it's like, you know, you get up early, you get shit done, and then, you know, you go do whatever the other things you have to do, maybe you work out late, and then you, you're going out, and it's just very much like work hard, play hard, 24-7, and um, yeah, I kind of just said no to all that. <laughs> right? Like, I don't feel bad about sleeping in until 8 a.m., and I mean, that's why I work for myself, so I can do that. So was there a time you're sort of... We're still, we're still good. Recording. Yeah, good. Um, where you just felt that you did feel bad for not waking up early to go work out? Um, I mean, I think there's always that little, like, tinge of guilt um, when other people are commenting on how much they've gotten done before breakfast or before lunch and um, that sense of accomplishment they have. Um, but I've always kind of jokingly said that, you know, I think we should get up when the sun comes up. Like we're animals, that's what we should do. If you go camping, that's what you naturally end up doing, is waking up when the sun comes up. Um, and then I think also just um, changing a lot of things about my schedule, about my eating, about my health in general, um, has made it to where my rest is actually healthy and it feels good. Um, and so now I'm not gonna give that up. <laughs> like, no, I really like how I feel when I get eight hours of sleep. So. I'm gonna sleep eight hours. Yeah. And I'm gonna take a nap and not feel guilty about it. <laughs> what time do you go to bed? I mean, I'm happy if I go to bed before midnight. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so. I think that's my standard. If I go to bed, well, I used to do that, but now I'm like, if I go to bed before 10, that's like a win, <laughs> right? Like, but that's that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Right? What time do you go to bed? Between 10 and 12. Well, yeah. usually by like 11, I'm in my room. I think that's part of it is um, like when you start your wind down determines when you can actually go to bed like I don't get home until 7.30 or 8 I make dinner kind of wind down my brain and next thing I know it's already 11 um, so if you really want to switch that then you have to start doing all those things earlier Yeah. Um, and with you know just clients and classes and things like that that's probably asking a There's definitely much, a, so. a day of the week, at least, that I'll go to bed, like, really early, like, 8.30, 9. I'm just like, I'm out. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because then I also do wake up early to go get my workouts in and all yeah. that stuff, and so, whatever. But, uh, but, yeah. So, when do you take a nap? Do you take it, like, mid-afternoon, or do you take it... I mean, I can take a nap whenever, wherever. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, right before this, I took a two-hour nap. Must be nice. It was, it was quite lovely. But again, that's why I work for myself. So I can do things like that. Because I know I operate better when I've had a nice little nap. Whether it's 20 minutes or like 90 minutes. I can't remember the last time I took a nap. Maybe like on a Sunday I fall asleep on the couch. Right? Just like watching something or mm. reading a book. But I think on Saturday I caught, caught you and Omar just like out on the couch together. Oh yeah, that was nice. <laughs> yeah. But that was like, I was like, this is really happening. Like, what? <laughs> it was probably around like five in the afternoon yeah. or so, right? There's yeah. there's a nice little yeah. I forgot what the weather was like. I mean, I guess that a lot of it comes down to what the weather is outside. Mm-hmm. Like, what you know, mm-hmm. like if it's if it's nice, I really don't want to take a nap. Yeah. Right. But if it's like raining or if it's cold, or you don't care. See, do you? I actually love taking naps on like Saturday afternoon when it's bright and sunny outside. Really? Uh, you don't feel like you're going like, I, I should feel like that, yeah. but it almost makes it that much more indulgence that I'm just going to do this for myself. I'm going to take a nap when I, quote, should be Get doing all D. of these other things. I mean, I do love vitamin D. So do you go outside and, like, take a nap, like, on 
Like the hill over at Martin Springs? <laughs> <laughs> I have done that before. Yeah? Yeah. I would think all this solar energy would like wake you up. I could pass no. So Allison and I went out to the beach and we were like passed out on like 90 degree weather outside. Yeah. So yeah. amazing. That's yeah. why I was all like little The sound away. of the water. <laughs> yeah. Of the breeze. Oh yeah. So I could do it by water. If it's out like by 35, I probably couldn't do that. <laughs> 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 it probably wouldn't be good for you either with all the fumes just bringing all that in. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish I could take more naps, but at the same time, I'm, I'm like with you. It's like if I'm not moving around doing stuff, I feel like I'm like wasting my time. I don't know how to just like sometimes just be there and just sit with like just doing nothing. I guess that's why I'm still trying hard to meditate. Like it, it, it's like you're yeah. wasting sunlight. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting there like you start meditating. I'm like, all right, shit, I got to Did I send that email? Did I call? Like, and it's like 10 things later. It's like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to be meditating. Supposed to be like not thinking about all that stuff. Oh wait, but I forgot one more thing here, you know. So I think that's why I probably don't nap anymore. My brain won't turn off. Mm. Yeah. So my wind down at night, I've tried to like I unplug the Wi-Fi. I try not to look at my phone anymore. Now that iPhone says like this is your screen time, like last week was zero. I don't know how that happened. That's but, impressive. Like, yeah. But you mean zero? Like it was saying I was I was zero percent like looking at my screen, my weekly screen time or whatever was like zero. You mean like after the fact? I don't know what. Doesn't I show you last week? Many, many times. I know, but it, but that's what I'm I don't understand it. I it probably it said, means like from the time that you shut it. So that's. Good. Is it measuring at night or what? Because I don't I don't get how like my screen time couldn't be zero. I think because I've gotten it where it's like twenty percent. You Android? iPhone Q sponsor. Yeah. Pixel? <laughs> you have an so, iPhone I have before? a Pixel. Well, yes. While they're saying you were complaining about it, you're going to go back to iPhone. I was thinking about it. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't go back now. I'm so used to it. It's just, it's easy. It, I mean, there's definitely a six-month learning curve where I was asking a lot of yeah. questions. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. So like, <laughs> it's like speaking another language. Yeah. So what do you do to wind down? Like, how, like, how... Is there something, because Baldo was saying you were like super wired at one point and now you can just randomly drop and take a nap for two hours. So, yeah. <laughs> I know you said you kind of cut out a lot of stuff, but do you have like a ritual now to get yeah. yourself to be able to nap? What did you, what did that process look like to get you from? Oh, I've always been able to nap. There's never been anything with that. But before it was out of pure exhaustion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just like had to take a nap just to in. survive through the day. I would need a two to three hour nap. Um, but like winding down at the end of the day, um, I will come home and I usually always cook a nice meal for myself and take the dog on a nice walk. Um, and then I have a TV, but I cannot remember the last time I turned it on. Um, and I think it just being quiet in my own space. I live alone, so that makes it a little easier. Just being, just being quiet helps. Mm-hmm. I got two kids. This <laughs> isn't quiet. It's like that's why I don't wind down and go to bed because the last one goes to bed at like ten. Yeah. Right. And then I'm thinking like, well, what can I do now in the hour and a half that I have to myself? You know. So I wish I had that sometimes. But then again, I think it's what you make of it, right? Like, if you choose to get up early, like Baldo, mm-hmm. like, you meditate, like, what, at 5-something in the morning, right? Yeah. Some, I mean, what's your earliest yoga class do you teach? On Wednesdays, I teach at 6 a.m., which I still don't know why I do that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but usually, I mean, not before 9 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. But still, like, once you get done with your 6 a.m., then you, do you feel more accomplished? Or <laughs> <laughs> you go take a nap right afterwards? Yeah. Uh, I mean, sometimes we'll go work out, but most of the time, especially lately, I go back and get in bed for another hour. (laughs) I did that too, though. And, you know, it's funny because, like, I think in the health space, there's a lot of pride in, yeah, I get up at five and I do this and I do that. And, like, I was totally like that for a long time. But we were talking a little bit about chronotypes before this, like, if that's just not how your body naturally functions, you can force yourself into it and you can set up your habits and all that stuff so that that's kind of how your body learns to be. But if you're naturally not that way, it's so easy to slip out of it if you don't have a super rigid schedule. So like when I was coaching, I would get up at five and I'd teach a a 6am and a a 7am and then I'd go back home and sleep until 10. 
now that I'm not coaching in the mornings, I'll sleep until eight or nine, but then I'm good until midnight or one, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, it's just kind of just when is, when is your sunrise and your sunset? <laughs> I, I always, th my biggest thing is that I never find an eight o'clock class, right? Like there's no eight o'clock. A.M.? Yeah, 8 a.m. classes, right? I, I think it's because a lot of gyms realize most people are already on their way to work. So the thing is, so it's I either take, work starting or kids' schedule. Yeah, so yeah. Like I have, I take the bus, right? And the thing about it, after a certain, before a certain time, they, they, they come every hour. After a certain time, I think it's like 6.30, they're like every 30 minutes. Mm. So there's an 8 o'clock, I'd have a whole extra hour of sleep that I could. But if, and I could still like wake up, do my meditation, do my journaling, read. But because there isn't an eight o'clock mm -hmm. anywhere in town, because I've looked, uh, so I can get an extra hour of sleep, <laughs> then I have to go to a seven o'clock, which means I have to get up at you know four thirty. Yeah. Right. And so it's weird. Huh. That's why we tried doing an eight o'clock class one time, but it just didn't work out. Nobody showed up. Everyone was traveling. Everyone was traveling. Well, it's just like there's no classes really between one and four. Mm -hmm. because they're not well attended. Everyone comes at lunch or afterwards. Well, so. someone was telling me the other day, I think, was it AO has, like, noon classes? A noon class, yeah. And they said it's packed. Yeah, because it's the lunch hour. I don't, I mean, how long do people have for lunch? Like, because you got to drive. That's favorite time of day to work out. But you got to drive over there, right? 20, yeah. 30 minutes, right? And then you got to shower after your workout. So you're taking, like, two hours? Yeah, maybe? Or unless yeah, that class maybe. is 30 minutes. They do do 45-minute class. Yeah. But that still probably means that you take an hour and a half. Because you got to eat. When do you eat? Unless you don't. Or unless you meal prep. Fasting like, prep. Like you eat in the car or you eat at your desk when you yeah. get back to That's work. That's meal prep. <laughs> well, no, but like you bring your food so you don't have to like run and go get it after the thing. So Intermittent like, fasting. Yeah. Meal prepping is something handheld, right? That's what I think it is. Like no, I just think as long as you have, you just bring it with you. Yeah. It's pre-made. So like in the morning when you're making your breakfast smoothie or lunch or whatever or coffee if you're fasting you just throw your lunch into a lunch box and then you go work out and then you eat out of your lunch box either in the car or at your desk when you get who back. are the people that get nicknamed lunchbox the guy that radio dj do you remember him does a like, lunch bag consider i mean i have a lunch bag is that like a lunch box because that's not ninja turtles it's a spurs <laughs> one does that count <laughs> if I had, if I still had a ninja, I had a Superman one, mm. or a Batman one, I think, I remember one of the two, but I would still rock that. I definitely had a Ninja Turtles. Yeah? My, my five-year-old five birthday was Ninja Turtles cake. It was the best. That's cool. Yeah. Were you, like, a fan of April O'Neil, or, like, one of <laughs> <laughs> or, or you were a Casey I mean, Jones kind of guy? <laughs> 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 April. Uh, I'd have to say Raphael is my favorite. Yeah, but... Raphael was the, uh, what do you call those things? The, uh, the, the fire, whatever that is. The spears? The... There's an actual name. I forget what they're called. Because Donatello had the stick. Does anyone on, yeah. on right? uh, Facebook Live? Leonardo know? had the samurai, mm -hmm. and then Michelangelo had the and nunchucks. The nunchucks. Yeah, Donatello had the stick. What does Splinter have? His beard? <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, were, we were in a nostalgia class like because we watched this show. What was it called? Generation Cool. And this guy basically had '80s and '90s stuff. It's out of two songs. It's on Netflix. And his job is to solely sell nostalgic stuff from the '80s and '90s. And it was like always Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, He-Man, Michael Jordan stuff, and people um, loved it. And so like, and they would spend thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars for, and I was like, dude, I got all those toys. Still upstairs thinking I can give them to my kids, like they're gonna appreciate them. But they got an iPad now, so it's like, why am I gonna play with He Man? And I'm like, dude, but I got a Proton Pack from the original Ghostbusters movie. Like, why wouldn't you Whoa. play with that? Yeah, exactly. You really have that? Yeah. yeah I, I was awesome. just telling, I don't have the thing to catch the ghost. Like, I have the Proton oh. Pack, but I don't, what do you call the contraption to, to actually catch the ghost? I don't have that. If someone can give us that name, like in the next five seconds, free tub of boost. Free tub, free of, tub boost. of boost. Five seconds. Three. Five seconds. Three. When was the last two. time you watched the original Ghostbusters? Um, actually, I like the second one more, so I don't really watch the first one. Okay. And that's probably that's probably blasphemy, but I like the second one more because of the goo. The mm -hmm. the what was it? The one that because that was the one with Vigor, right? 
The Ghostbuster. I don't remember. Don't the act names. like you don't know. I don't know. Lauren knows exactly. You watch the second one? No. I don't remember the names. I don't. I. I, I don't even remember the name of the characters. What? But I did watch it. All of them. You know Slimer's in there. <laughs> Sli- I know Slimer. Because that was an easy one. All right, Slime, and then you had an R. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that rules can literally be applied to anything. <laughs> you could be like, oh, that's why I remember the word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Because it's supercalifragilistic, you just add expialidocious at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder how your brain works. I think we're discovering it right now. <laughs> that was very telling. <laughs> I can see you sitting on the bus thinking, Slimer. Yeah, S-L-I-M-E-R. Slime with an R. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Slime with an R. <laughs> Did okay. they have Slimer in the new movies? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see the new one. I haven't seen the new ones. So, how long have you been okay. a yoga teacher? <laughs> How, what got you I into wanna, yoga first? Like, yeah. I don't think I know this. Thank you. What got me into yoga? Um, Slimer. <laughs> doing Ninja a half Turtles. Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Sure. Donatello was doing a half moon. Sun salutation. I saw their high kicks and I was like, man, I need to be more flexible. Um, no, I, I first did yoga at the gym in Chicago. So that would have been, that was a long time ago. Um, what, 15 years probably? And mainly because I didn't like to stretch after I worked out. <laughs> and I figured if I went to a class and someone made me stretch, I would do it. Um, Isn't that what yoga is anyway? Just a bunch of stretching? <laughs> oh, you would think. <laughs> you would think. Um, but I didn't really like the class for multiple reasons and then moved away. And so I just didn't. It's like when we were at that other place. Like, and people were like, what are they doing? They're just laying there. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so it was funny. Wait, okay. So the other place we were at, it was weird because they had oh, like the a office. yeah they had like okay. a broom closet that was our office inside the yoga studio and they kept it warm all the time. It was weird because the the studio also has carpet, mm-hmm. which was also weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, you'd have to walk mm-hmm. into the studio where it was heated to get to our room. And so a lot of times people walk in, they've never done yoga, and if we weren't there, this one guy came up to the teacher while in the middle of class, you know, 20 people in there, and they're all laying on the ground, like in Savasana, dead man's pose, right? And he comes up to the teacher, he's like, excuse me, is John Baldo here? <laughs> and she's like, um, what? And he's like, I'm looking for John and Baldo, I want <laughs> an like IV. Loud. Yeah, he's like, loud. he's like, I want an IV. And she's like, can you not see what we're doing here? And he goes, yeah, everyone's just laying down. Like, y'all aren't doing anything. Like, you know, like everyone's taking a nap. Like, I need an IV. And she's like, this is the most important part of the class. She's like, he's like, why? They're just laying there. Like, I don't. Exactly. Oh, that is hilarious. She's I've like, never get out. <laughs> she kicked him out. Yeah. Or, like, there would be times, too, where we were leaving, like, we tell people, because we were inside the studio, we tell people, you got to be quiet on your way out, yeah. because they might be in class. This one friend of ours was like, all right, cool, we'll, like, be whispering, like, like, hey, man, we'll see you later, blah, blah, blah. He opens the door to get out, he turns out, all right, guys, I'll see you later, <laughs> and, like, it was Savasana again, and so then the teacher, like, walks by, he's like, knock on the door, shut up, you guys, and like, damn, like, we told him to be quiet. After we gave him a B12 or yeah. seven, exactly. I like jazzed him up full of energy, and then yeah. Respect Savasana. Bless. Oh, so it's been. So it really is the most important part, though. It's yeah. my favorite part. I really, I mean, this is and this sounds crazy saying, like knowing all the type of yoga I like to do. That, I mean, laying down for an hour is probably more productive for most people that come to my classes than what I put them through. But they, would, they wouldn't believe me, and they won't come. You can do a savasana for an hour without falling asleep. I've done it. Theoretically, yeah. <laughs> but if you fall, if you, but at the same time, if you fall asleep, if that's what your body needs, then it's good. Yeah. Right. Just like on my massage table, no, I don't want you to fall asleep. I want you to be present to what's happening. But at the same time, if you need rest and you're resting, then I'm not going to wake you up. Like that's what you need. So if I'm snoring on your table, you don't take offense to it. No. That's a compliment. She got I mean, sometimes I'm a little surprised that the pain I can inflict that people can sleep through. (laughs) True. But if if you're sleeping and that's what you need, no, I'm not offended by it at all. I've heard that a couple times before. I'm not afraid to fall asleep. I mean, I figure that's probably like my one time to actually like sit there and relax completely. 
but I don't try to fall asleep during Savasana. I will yeah. fall asleep during legs on the wall. Mm, that's my favorite. That was yeah. Baldo's like ritual before we went to bed in Costa Rica. Yeah. Yeah. We would like sit there with legs on the wall, read. We had, we both did like meditate, legs on the wall, read journals, something like that. <laughs> we had we had our own little ritual. It was a good little ritual. Yeah. It was cool. That's good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll usually like you'll find me in the office on the floor with my legs in the air and just like checking emails. It's the best thing. I read. I'll, I'll read. Yeah, it's my favorite. Um, but yeah, I didn't really um, stick to yoga back in the day, and then. Because, I don't know, I like to work out. I've always been an athlete, did all the things. So how long have you been teaching? When did you get certified? Um, I started teaching in 2011. Way back then. So eight years ago. But the world was a different place. <laughs> the Austin yoga community was, was it here in sure. Austin? Yeah, yeah there was Austin. only 20 studios. Opposed to yeah. like <laughs> so I was living in Austin when I got into Bikram yoga. Um, speaking of carpeted yoga studios, yeah. So is that a That's, thing, like carpet yeah. and Bikram? Yeah. Huh. Is that carpet what that was over there? It wasn't one It point. was in originally, Well, yeah. they were all Baptiste trained. So does Baptiste mm -hmm. go to Bikram? I um, thought he wasn't. Baron Baptiste actually did study with Bikram in California way, way back in the day. Yeah. Um, but then he did his own thing and developed a, a different style. Um, but originally, like, he was... So who developed power vinyasa? Wonderlust? <laughs> I, no, I that was Yostrong. Yostrong. Power vinyasa doesn't even, I don't even think it means anything. Um, like, most of my classes just say vinyasa, but if you look at a description for power, they're pretty powerful. And, I mean, they're going to kick your ass, they're going to make you sweat, You're gonna, they're going to make you strong. And so it's just like, well, what's the difference? So like, so, if some people think vinyasa is faster, some people think it's slower, some people think I it's sweaty. I always thought that like vinyasa so, meant power. Like I thought like vinyasa yeah. implied a more powerful approach because hatha is like the calming one. So. But what makes it more powerful? Yeah. Like some people, I've actually asked this in class before. Like I was teaching a power class and I was like, well, what do you think that means? And one person says moving fast, cardio. Another person says going slower and holding things. <laughs> and it was just like, see. It was just really interesting. But it doesn't mean heated, right? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Vinyasa, from what I understand, is more of like the basic functions of the sun salutations, right? Yeah. Most people will say that vinyasa means to connect breath with movement. The root of the word vinyasa just means to place in a meaningful way. So. Very general. It is. Yeah, so that's cool because then you just make it what you want. So if you hated yoga so much when you first started it, what got you back into it? Uh, I moved to New York City, um, which I was not jazzed about doing, but um, luckily my job let me transfer up there and while New York is really exciting, um, it was the worst place to live. <laughs> Why? I was so miserable. Um, I mean, <clears throat> New York's a hard place to live in general. Um, my commute was long, the work hours were really, really long. If you don't like your job all that much, if you don't like the person you're going home to, <laughs> uh, which is pretty much 95% of your time, you're probably not going to be that happy. Yeah. So yoga became my my refuge, like the only thing that was going to keep me sane. So, And luckily there was a studio, this is when I transferred from Bikram over to Vinyasa because Yoga to the People um, had a Bikram studio, but their vinyasa studio was on my way home. And so I would get off the train and I would take class. It was like $5 at the time, um, which is insane when I think about it. <laughs> um, and then I'd get back on the train and go home. And it was seriously the only thing that kept me from just like absolutely going crazy. Yeah. And I was still pretty miserable and crazy. So. What was the first, like why did you think, oh, I'll do yoga? Like what was the first day that got you back in there? I think when I first moved there, I was just looking for something familiar. And so a yoga studio, Bikram at the time, like I know the sequence, I know what to expect, because mm -hmm. everything else around me was totally new and overwhelming. Um, but at least like, 
I knew what was going to happen when I went in that room. So cool. Yeah. And then I discovered vinyasa and I was like, oh, there's more fun things like standing on your head. And no one's yelling at me, which is really great. (laughs) Now, have you always been passionate about like the body in general? One thing that one of the things I've always loved about your class is that you'll always like stop the class and like, no, let me show you what's really going on. Don't just like do this because you're being told to do it. Like, really understand because obviously you care about that people don't hurt themselves, and and then at the same time, that's part of it, I'm sure. Yeah. And then also because it's also nice for them to understand. Which now took you to massage therapy. Yeah. Where was that connection? Oh, man. I think that was like five or six years in the making. The first five years of teaching, probably. Um, I was very blessed to have my first teacher training was at Breath and Body Yoga here in Austin. So actually, I was living in New York, and I was doing some of their recorded classes at home. And then I got an email that was like, teacher training. And all of a sudden, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Literally that day. I put in the application. I was still living in New York, had not planned to move back here, even though I wanted to. But that day I just said, I'm going back to Austin. I love it. So you're from here? Uh, I grew up in West Texas. Okay. But I've been here for 12 years, so minus the lost year in New York. Where in West Texas? (laughs) Abilene. Abilene, that's right. Abilene, Texas. Very conservative. Very West yes. Texas. Very yes, West. very West Texas. Um, but yeah, so I did my first training at Breath and Body, and my anatomy teacher, um, this amazing, amazing man, um, who happened to be an EMT as well. So aside from being a yoga teacher, he knew the body really well and um, taught us really well. And I think just from there on, I always, I'm very much like the engineer kind of brain when it comes to how things work and how they how we can break them apart and then put them back together and I think I just started looking at the body that way and looking at poses and how they worked and how we could get them to do certain things and then when they don't work well and then like private clients would come to me with injuries and I would see the same thing over and over again and then I got really injured and it's just like okay like there has to be something more to learn and more to infuse into this practice so that people aren't getting hurt. Right? Like, yoga is a full contact sport in some ways. <laughs> it's dangerous. I mean, we don't think of it that way, but it, it, it can be, just like anything. Mm-hmm. So. And then that's why you became a massage therapist, because you saw so many injuries? That and people were coming to yoga, they thought they needed to stretch certain things, but really, they, what they needed to do was get someone who knew what they were doing to get in there and break things up and get things moving and operating um, the way that they should. And as a yoga teacher, like legally, I shouldn't be putting hands on people. I'm not trained to do it. Um, and so I got trained to do it. That's cool. Yeah. Wait, so when y'all adjust people in class? Really? There's there's a lot there's a lot of debate around that. That's always the I best part that. because no, I love hands-on assist. Well, that's the thing is because then it's mm-hmm. like you you correct the form. Yeah, I mean I I love hands-on assist um, from the very beginning. Again, I think it goes back to who's training you. Like I had some amazing teachers teach me how to give assists, and I've had really good assists and I've had really terrible ones. Um, and now with the addition of the conversation around trauma and. Um, putting your hands on someone who hasn't given you permission. Uh And in a group class, it's really hard to do that. Um, You're starting to see it more and more, which is great. Um, So, and I I see both sides. Um, See, that's the difference between 2011 and 2019. Yeah. Right? Yes, there are definitely assists that I gave back in the day, and I'm like, why did I ever do that to someone? I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's so. true. That's weird. I've always just thought that's the natural thing now. Because whenever I would take class, almost yeah. like I took it as an honor if one of the teachers came over and assisted me. Because that meant that they saw potential for me to take it one step further. Mm. Like that my, my form was almost there, but it's like, go a little bit deeper. Go this way. Get get your back this way. Or, you know, yeah. put your leg here. I'm like, cool. Like, that's a teacher reaching out and taking notice of me, right? Yeah. Because how many teachers will even, like interact with each person that comes in right like if you have a class of 30 people 
you probably have people that love your class, but you've probably never spoken to them because they mm -hmm. pop in and out and they leave, right? Yeah. But when someone takes note of like, oh, they noticed me from what I was doing, like, you know, when they call out too, like, Baldo, go a little bit deeper or do this right You here. love it when I call you out, don't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he's the one that's going off, like, doing his own thing. And they're like, okay, if you're going to do that, then badass, then why don't you do this? <laughs> I was joking with him like, a couple weeks ago. Every time he tries to do, like, a yoga pose, like, we only have, like, yoga teachers as friends. So, like, they come out of the woodworks and be like, okay, then, go ahead and bend your back there and stick your chest out a little more, right? And he's doing some crazy pose. And I look at him like, so can you do that? And they're like, no. I can't do any of that stuff. So I'm like, well, why are you correcting him? Because that looks like it's good form, you know? But, but no, it's not. It needs to go a little yeah, bit. I always have to that, that we're so hard on each other. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, dude, that's so cool. But, like, you're doing it wrong. But no, but no one ever says, that's awesome, Ball. Because I'm like, dude, that's cool. I, whenever he was doing handstands and shit, I was like, that's awesome. I want to do that. Every other yoga teacher's like, no, you need to do it this way. And I'm like, can you yeah. do a handstand? I'm like, no. Well, that's Shut up. Let Ball do a handstand. Though. Like, yeah. Someone who's not in the profession is gonna look at it and be like, "Oh, that's so good." But then, as soon as you're also in it, you're like, "Oh, this no." This these are people that are yeah, like, they're, that's, they're, uh, not, "They're not even teachers anymore. They don't practice <laughs> anywhere. They just like, I got certified ten years ago, but now I'm an accountant." I'm like, "So you don't teach anywhere, right?" No, but I I know because I took a two hundred hour course ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't do a handstand like Baldo can, right? I'm like, yeah. no. It's like, okay, so let the man do his thing. Right? <laughs> Let him fall on his butt. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you fallen by doing handstands? Oh. And you do them all the time too, because I see your videos. Yeah. Do you ever fall oh. and like edit that out? <laughs> uh, yeah, but a lot of times, I mean, I don't know. I'm not afraid of like people seeing that. The I think you get more things. hits whenever you 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 put the the ones that you do fall. Yeah, I haven't maybe. seen any, so I honestly don't even pay attention to that stuff that much. So yeah. <laughs> I probably should go back and look and see. What? Yeah, I mean, that's because being vulnerable things. and like showing yourself like biting it, yeah. people will connect with that. It's like, oh, that's what happens to me every time, <laughs> you know, or something like that. That's what you get for trying to do that shit. <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah, cool. we have to show that we're human um, to allow that kind of connection. Otherwise, it's like teacher is up here and students is somewhere down I, below. I get more impressed if you so. come back up and try to do it again. Like, right? Like, yeah. either this person's too stupid to realize they can't do it, or they just are relentless, <laughs> right? Like, they're not going to give up. Yeah. That's how I would look at it, right? Yeah. And so instead of making fun of them, it's more like, no, I'm going to get it right, because you have to. It's like that one time yeah. we stood outside, and I was like, I'm going to get this hand center. I tried for, like, 30 minutes to try to find it. And then you were worn so out. Tired. <laughs> when? Well, we were especially... outside in the backyard, and I just kept doing, like, the jump up onto the, yeah. into the, <laughs> into the, the back patio part that we... Like well, when you especially land on in this world of social media, like, I mean, we just see, we see all of these crazy poses and these crazy things that people do, and we don't see the fact that they were a gymnast from the five year they were, like, five years old. That's literally you know? why I'm able to do a wheel. Like or, the fact, or the fact that they can practice, you know, three hours a day. Um, and we just see that, oh, like, this is what I should be doing. Yeah. I saw this little girl doing even the back like with you, Even you know, with us you know, telling you, oh, do this and do this, it's like we live in this, this little bubble of, of um, whatever industry you're in, but yoga, like, oh, I, should, I, can, I can be more flexible, I can do more, I can do more, and instead of just like, that is great. Yeah. Right where you are is amazing. Standing on your own two feet is amazing. That's balance. That's yoga right there. It is. Do you know how many people can not stand on one foot? A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot of people. A lot. Shit, I can't stand on one foot sometimes. Like yesterday. And they want to learn how to stand on their I hands. I couldn't even freaking do like a just, well, what do you call it? A leg up? Um, what do you call that? When you just raise one leg? Like your knee up. Leg lift? Uh, like a, a one leg tadasana? Tadasana, yeah. One yeah. leg tadasana. I couldn't do that yesterday like yeah. in my class. It's just, you're just, it And then try to ways. straighten your leg? Well, I wasn't even getting there. I couldn't even, like, hold my leg up a little bit. I kept, like, falling over. And it was just, like, the weirdest thing, right? Because yeah. it's whatever it is. I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. sometimes I can do a handstand, hold it, do all the things, and sometimes I can't even lift one leg. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure, sure, there's, sure there's a lot of factors around it, like, if you're, if you're fatigued. Um, or, if, I mean, balance is always harder in the morning than later in the day. Um, just, I mean, your blood pressure, your hydration... 
just how you're feeling in general. So how has becoming a massage therapist helped you as a yoga teacher? Oh man. Not just becoming a massage therapist, but the extended study around the anatomy and how things move and what's proper movement, optimal movement, and what's not. Um, like I, and especially because in yoga we see things repeated over and over and over again. If they're not done well, either you're going to create a bad habit and potentially that bad habit is going to hurt you really badly. Um, like you could tear your rotator cuff from doing a bad chaturanga. No more bad chaturangas, people. <laughs> and it took studying both before massage school and during massage school and then just everything I've been studying afterwards, like learning honestly different ways to say things and look at poses rather than this is the pose and I'm gonna make it look that way. Like, why should it look that way? What's missing from it um, in terms of that specific person that's doing the pose? So it's made me appreciate very simple things, too, like standing on one leg. Maybe that's because I couldn't do it for about a year and a half on one side and learned the hard way. That um, yoga is not the answer for everything. Um, yeah, the simple things. Simple things. I don't know if I've ever gotten to take one of your classes, but like Baldo said, you always try and get people to check in with themselves a lot. And like you try to point things out to them that what that they're doing that they may not be paying well, attention she gets mad to. Like, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I just yeah, it's funny that you comment on how you like my energy when I think I'm I can be a little mean sometimes. Sorry. Not mean, but but you're coaching. I'm very yeah. Matter of fact. Right. So like, what is that? What are some of the biggest issues you see people dealing with? Is there like, I mean, I, I know like as a trainer, it's always tight hips, so you're probably yeah. seeing that a lot in yoga. Like, what what are some I guess Although I hate the word tight. Right. Were you in class, Baldo, the day that I, when I said I don't, I want to train people to never use the word tight ever again. <laughs> no. No? Okay. We spent, someone, they said their tips were tight, and I was like, well, what does that mean? Like, the word tight, to me, as both a teacher and a massage therapist, is not enough information. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything to me. Because something could be weak and tight, and the last thing I need to do is release it or stretch it. It could be strong and tight. It, I mean, it, it's just, it, that doesn't tell me what I need to do about it. I need a little more information, and maybe that's why people want, like, one word. And a better way to say it is, oh, this, this, my low back is under it's tension. Under we tension. feel it as tightness, because that's the word that we know. But, like, especially in terms of low backs, most people, their low back is weak and overstretched because mm -hmm. we sit with terrible posture. I don't need to stretch my low back. I actually probably need to strengthen those muscles and make them fire properly before I stretch them. Nice. But if I say nothing is tight and you shouldn't stress, I won't have any students. So <laughs> I have to be really careful when I say that um, and at least put an explanation behind it. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then that's part of massage school was learning a lot of those things. Like, this is weak and overstretched. Okay, well, what what's the opposite of that? What muscle is really tight that does need attention? You know, when it comes to shoulders, everyone complains about their upper back, right? I don't need to stretch their upper back or release it. I need to get their shoulders back and their chest open, and then all of a sudden their back calms down because it's not screaming all the time. You know. Yeah. I agree. We're hunched over all the damn time. Exactly. I mean, we live our whole lives like that. I mean, I sleep on my side. I'm terrible about it. Um, and try to do, you know, the body pillows and everything to make it better. But it's still an effort to. That's why back bends are so hard because it's the opposite of what we do all the time. Well, you know? you're you're addressing something that it it's addressing the yin and the yang, right? Like if you have yeah. a muscle that's really tight, you probably have a muscle that's very weak and inhibited. Mm -hmm. Right, and so one of the cool things that I've I've developed even in my weightlifting is make sure that you address both sides. Right, so yeah. like like one thing I've always noticed is that you know let's say you do upward dog, downward dog, and you lift up the right leg, you do mm -hmm. all the same things on the left side for balance. Right, so it's more like if you're going to lift weights, you're going to do the biceps and the triceps. Right, but then you say, well, I'm also going to address all the planes of the shoulder. 
right? Because there might be one that's tighter than the others, right? So if people just work one set of muscles all the time, they're setting themselves up for some injury down the road. Yeah. You know, and I think that when you, like I remember you gave me a massage the first time, you're like, you know your right arm is bigger than your left? And I was like, what? I, I know that, <laughs> I, I, I believe it. I'm a right-handed person, but then I was like, well shit, what am I doing that's not working for, for me on the left side? Like, am I not like lifting as much weight or doing the right form on the left side? And so like you, you think about people who do bench and you would see people who kind of do like, yeah. like this right here, like a little bit here. You can't do that shit when you're doing a handstand because you'll fall over. <laughs> like if, you, if, you're, if your left side's weaker, you fall straight over. Mm -hmm. Right. If you imagine you do, um, uh, or you compensate bend. somewhere, you can right like do a back bend and and try to see if you can hold that pose because if your hamstrings are weak or or like you know your something's inhibited, you won't be able to hold it at all. Right, and this especially goes for like hip openers and all that as well. So yeah. I I like the balance that yoga teaches you, right? To to be aware of the idea that like you're not strong in that area, address it, mm -hmm. right just keep addressing it because in bodybuilding you can easily like miss it yeah right well you can just power through it too right it's by compensating yeah and there's so many like in between movements that i love about yoga yeah you know like right my shoulder because of i've been sleep i was sleeping on my left shoulder for a while mm -hmm. in yeah. costa rica i told you like it's been hurting well I'll have, the only the main thing i changed because i was aware of it is that now i just sleep on my back not on my side anymore and then I'm going really slow on my like chaturangas in yeah. yoga because I don't I want to make sure that I'm not compensating that like mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I'm doing it and sometimes I'll even stop just because it's like oh I can't go any further I don't want to injure myself either as opposed to just like maybe rolling it and continue to do my pose that would not help me at all right yeah but I like that you can notice that as yeah. opposed to there's all there's that common phrase in yoga about like it's not about the destination it's about the journey or it's the transition <clears> is just as important and I don't know if it's age that's made me slow down or injuries or um, what it is, but I've, I've slowed down everything, including the transitions, uh, mainly so I have time to pay attention. Like I've been made aware of some compensation or some imbalance and it's like, all right, well I need more time to make sure I don't keep repeating that over and over and over again. And then slowing down makes you stronger. Yeah, so. like holding the poses longer. Yeah. Man, when you hold like a chair pose and you feel it firm, <laughs> and then you're like, go lower. <laughs> like, oh. And then it's like 10 seconds turns into 10 hours. Oh, yeah, go deeper. And you're then like, I've already moved into a forward fold. <laughs> like, I did legs today doing this. It's funny when you see someone that goes into child pose. I'm like, damn, I could easily just like do that as well. Or and I why could don't you? But no, because the thing is, what if it's not hurting... It's more of like, how hard can you push yourself, mm, okay. right? Because one of the things like that some of the teachers will say is like, it's not necessarily that pain is a mental issue. It's more like, what does it tell you about yourself that you're going to basically give up on the idea that you can't, that you, you only think you can't just because you're just telling yourself that, right? Yeah. If you could hold chair pose for a minute straight and it burns, but you're able to hold it, like what else could you accomplish? Yes, and I agree with that argument, but at the same time, like I see so many students holding things longer than they should because they because everyone else around them is. And if you hold a pose with bad form, because maybe you don't even know it's bad form, but you're creating all kinds of other issues for yourself. I get it. And there's also this like, no, I have to hold it, I have to push harder. And again, maybe it's age, maybe it's injuries, but I don't care. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, agree. I know that I'm strong, and I also know that I'm I'm gonna come out of a pose before I'm completely gassed. Like you should always have enough left in the tank to exit gracefully. I I, I agree with that, but it also comes down to when if that's the case and I have bad form, I hope someone can assist me. Yeah. And show me right from wrong. If you're in a class of sixty people, I mean, how's that teacher? I know it's tough. I, I know it's very tough, but it also, it, if you're able to push yourself in a way that where you say, like, I didn't think I was able to do that, and then all of a yeah. sudden you were able to, you're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. I've come further in my practice, right? Yeah, I don't want sure. someone to do bad form, but it's almost like if you do have good form, 
and at least your mind, and then yeah. you feel the burn, and you feel like you're like, okay, am I giving up only because I'm telling myself it, it burns? Yeah, or it's a it, fun conversation to have in your own head during practice. Yeah, because the, like, like I said, if someone, heard, if someone heard all the things I say to myself, it would probably pretty be pretty amusing. Well, then it comes down to like breathing, right? Because then, yeah. like, if you're in a heated class and you're overexerting yourself, yeah. you just like focus on your breathing, like yeah. slow your heart rate down. Gain your composure again. Where are you at? What was your intention again? Where are you at at this moment? Breathe into your muscle. Like, mm -hmm. all those things right there, you have to gain composure again, right? Because imagine, like, I was a pitcher. And so one thing I loved about being a pitcher in baseball was the idea that I controlled the game. I controlled the rhythm of the game. Everything was focused on me, right? So if I was rushed and I felt like I wasn't in composure, it came out in the way that I delivered. But at the same time, if I would sit back and breathe, I could step off the rubber, you know, I could take my time if I wanted to. Same thing with a batter. You step out of the batter's box, you wander around for a little bit, you go talk to a third base coach or something, right? You basically can take all the time in the world yeah. to well, put... <laughs> well, oh, that's right. They, 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 yeah. See, they're different. 2011, 2019 now. You can't do that shit anymore. But yeah, the game, the composure to tell yourself, where are you at right now? What was your original intention, right? Was it to come in and just kind of go with things half-assed or was it to leave it all out there? And that's the competitiveness I think I even see at Wonderlust is all the people that go in there, super competitive. Yes. Just like AO, right? Super competitive to say, like, I'm going to push myself because either they feed off of that or, two, they want to see how far they can, they can go. Yeah. And I get that where you don't, want to, you don't want someone to get injured because they don't know any better, right? But at the same time, it's more like, what are you capable of that you didn't think you were? Right, and if you say I can take it a little bit further, not to do like three hours of yoga in a day, but like say like if I finish this strong to where at least I left it out there and I finished with the ability to breathe right, then I know that I'm getting stronger. And maybe it's more of a mental thing, right? Am I getting stronger mentally to where I can rechannel my focus, my breathing, and my heart rate on my own? I don't know. A lot of times when we would take friends to go do Wonderlust, um, they were dripping sweat. I mean, I tapped out the first time. Yeah. Like I did, I wasn't afraid to get His first class up. also was Lizzie's class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I knew like when I was about to pass out. I was like, this yeah. is ridiculous. And so like, I walked out and said, that's enough for me. I'll come back tomorrow and try again. Yeah. And that's fine. I have, I have no problem giving up in that sense. But if I know I'm strong enough and I am, I'm not breaking too much of a sweat, I should be able to say, okay, can I go a little bit further? Because all you're doing, it's a mental game. Right, if you're doing it the right way, and you basically just say, hold that pose, and don't think about the pain in your muscles that are burning. Think about the idea that the end result is going to get you to where you want to be, and that could be to where it's like meditation. It's like tune everything out and focus on it and own up to it, and then after that, you're like, oh wow, I can do this. I can go a little bit further. I'm not trying to do handstands like Waldo, but I'm basically trying to say like, can I work on my form, even if it's just the most simple, basic pose of like doing plank yeah like hold it like when y'all throw in planks like in the middle of all your of all the, mm -hmm. the classes it's like hold it 30 seconds and you want to dip down right you're like oh, i could easily give up it's mm -hmm. like no hold it like, damn it all right i will mm -hmm. sweat's dripping down and all mm -hmm. that you're like damn i can keep doing this and it, it does but again with good form yeah, I almost saw this guy in the gym. I almost wanted to go up to him because his butt was up in the air when he was doing a plank, and I wanted to go over there and just like, no, like don't do that. But I don't want to be that guy that just randomly goes up to people that I don't know and be like, yeah, I don't know if that would work out well for you. <laughs> and of course, you wouldn't assist someone by like slapping them right on the butt, like going back to butt stuff. You wouldn't like, you wouldn't go down there and be like, don't said, do that. I, we said we were talking no, about butts. No, we would definitely not do it that way. Yeah, no. He might take that as you hitting on him. <laughs> or he might just be like, "Well, thank you for yeah. looking out for my book." He said, "I was doing that intentionally. <laughs> Grab your attention. It worked." Again, there's that fine line, though. I feel like, and it's a hard thing to to ask students to understand because we only we're conditioned to feel a certain thing or to expect a certain thing, so we can't actually be intuitive enough to know what our body needs. I mean, it's taken me nine years to figure out what my body needs right now. And because I had to learn the language, basically, that my body was speaking. And I'm serious when I say, there are a lot of students that come into a power vinyasa class and, you know, they have so much fire and they need to burn off some energy. Actually, what they need to do is lay down and be still and quiet and chill the F out. Yeah. 
But again, that's not what they think that they need. And so my work is to try to give them what they want while also introducing the things they actually need so that maybe they'll be like, oh, okay, I actually did like that. Maybe I can incorporate a little more of that. I always think how it's interesting how I hear a lot about people because like, we're all fired up all the time yeah we have so much adrenaline we're we're running on coffee we have all of this like everything is go 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 last thing we need to do especially yeah. in yoga is to go 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 yeah well what i was thinking <laughs> is that, like i hear a lot about anxiety and people will say that's why i, I, I like to go get a like a hard workout because that's the only time i don't feel the anxiety and i think that that's the right way to put it right because it's like yeah you're just not feeling it you're just yeah. ignoring it but you're not getting rid of it but you're not you're not dealing like you're not actually dealing with it like you're actually just yeah compensating in a different way so that's why i don't like working out at like nine o'clock at night because then i'm revved up afterwards yeah and i don't like it i'll come home eric's like you're like freaking wired and i'm like i know it's awesome i'm all hyped <laughs> up like i'm talking like super fast because everything's going afterwards I try to, like ever since I've done yoga, I, I try to do a cool down and not, it doesn't just include stretching, it includes like legs on the wall. And if I have enough time, I yeah. incorporate like a little savasana and I walk out like yoga stone and I'm like, this is yoga awesome. Stone. Yeah, I, I come out, I'm like a super calm, like, yeah, like walking out and smiling, but I'm very calm. I wish I could take my heart rate at that time because I know it'd be super low, mm. but yeah, like if you're waking up and your heart rate's at like 80 already, to start the day like you have internal anxiety and people wonder why they can't calm down or they they get they crash in the afternoon or they have trouble sleeping because like internally their heart rate is just doing this the whole time and they're like oh i'm gonna get another workout in because i'm gonna burn off this energy yeah. i'm like no like ground yourself like go outside and ground yourself that's the that's one of the hardest things to do that's why we say that breath is the most important part of the practice is that because it is like we make you focus on your breath, you make it slower, you make it more complete, and you're, you're self-regulating. Because yeah. if you're anxious, your breath is short. If you're tired, your breath is short. And then you get, you get more tired and you get more anxious and it just becomes a vicious cycle. The parasympathetic nervous system mm -hmm. is activated with ujjayi breath, right? Mm -hmm. Well, with steady, regular breath. Yeah. Yeah, because Ujjayi breath can rev you up, too. Yeah. Definitely can, because you're creating. And we're heat. supposed to be in that state way more often than we are. We're, like, we're not running away from tigers, so we don't need to be in that fight-or-flight response that we're stuck in most of the time. We did search for jaguars. We did oh. look for jaguars in Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Yeah. We did? Did you find one for me? No. Were you gonna eat one? I mean, I'm, secret, I'm secretly glad you didn't find one. <laughs> we were looking for turtles, and then the guy, like, I was so proud of my Spanish, like, understanding skills, and I was like, oh, cool. Like, the guy was explaining it to us in Spanish, and he, like, said, you know, we're gonna walk up and down, it's gonna take this long, we're gonna go this far, like, we're looking for turtles, and I was like, cool. And then he said some stuff I didn't understand, and I was like, cool, we're gonna go walk around looking for turtles, and Baldo goes, isn't that crazy about the jaguars? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, didn't you hear him say the thing about the jaguar? And I was like, no. <laughs> he goes, he jaguars eat the turtles. So we're looking for turtles, but we're also looking for dead turtles, which means there's a jaguar nearby. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. And I ran into like a couple that were like searching for stuff and or shit. I can say shit. Uh, and uh, we, our leader went up to them right and was trying to find out like what are they doing because they're a flashing light you're not supposed to have white light mm. on the beach at night because uh, it scares away the turtles and in this situation where well, you don't want to scare away the turtles because that's where they hatch and these yeah. things are endangered and so he went to go call them out about it and so they said well it's because we saw some eyes and we were trying to figure out what it was and i was like that's the Probably not the smartest thing. I think that's thing. the dumbest reason you could have for flashing a light into the jungle yes. on a secluded beach seven miles from an actual road. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's um, what I mean. Real talk, though? Yeah. What I mean, though? Can we make yoga stone shirts? Because that's what I want. Yoga stone? Let's call it a studio. 
Yoga stoned. People would show up yeah. like we had I had a totally different idea about walking into yeah. the <laughs> We should make a shot called Yoga Stoned. Oh. I thought it was called Yogi Express. You just want to change it? Yeah, just change it to Yoga Express. <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna wrap this up now. <laughs> On that note. Did we hit all the topics we were gonna talk about? We didn't do dating, but I think that's for the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Uh, all right, so Lauren, where can they find you? Um, what are your your ta- your tags? Um, you can find me um, on social media. Um, my my Instagram is simply my name, Lauren Elizabeth B. Um, and my website is structure soul all one word dot com. Um, and you can also link to it from MSW. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. So <clears throat> thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys at the next episode. Uh, come take one of her classes at Wonderless. Come get a massage from her over at MSW or AO. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our sponsors. <laughs> and um, honestly. <laughs>